This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. One, two, three, ho! Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday afternoon. Welcome into Great Quarter Gals, our very last show of the year. I'm Kaylee Nix. Joining me is my partner in crime and country traveler, Grace Sharkey. Grace, good to see you back at home. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's uh, nice to be back. And, you know, I just want to say after almost a year of doing the show, our our uh, theme song, it's vibes. Like, I've, you know, every time it comes on, I'm just like <laughs> back here enjoying myself so shout out to, to that you can see us in the intro <laughs> i sit here and i'm like I'm like a little yeah, <laughs> get back and forth <laughs> great so you just got back from washington oh, dc so we are kicking off this very last episode of the year we're going to do kind of a year in review a recap of some of our favorite moments some of our top stories and Give us some hot takes either for the year or for 2023 coming up later in the show. But first, you just got home. You were in D.C. for the Race Across America event and for the Veteran Ready Summit, partnership with 10th Street and like a million other groups across the industry. Tell us a little bit about D.C. Uh, first off, first time I've been there uh, to that city. And it's, uh, it's it feels powerful. Like when you mm. get there, like, okay, yeah, there's some uh, movers and shakers here for sure. I had an amazing time. Uh, I got the privilege, of course, of visiting the America Trucking Association's headquarters, which was beautiful, beautiful space as well. Uh, and yeah, so basically this was for the first summit called our uh, Veteran Ready. Uh, for all of us out there, I think that most of our businesses, right, are veteran friendly, but our business is actually veteran ready. And so they brought together 10th Street, uh, hiring our heroes, uh, uh, Fastport and uh, American Trucking Associations to put together this summit to help train companies to prepare themselves to hire veterans, specifically those who are transitioning from military life to civilian life. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've learned and the biggest thing that I've really captured and I think is really important, especially for this show, right? We talk about a lot of DE and I initiatives is that the military is truly a culture within itself. Uh, and that was a big topic that came up, understanding the the verbiage behind of a lot of uh, military different groups and veteran affairs groups that help out with veterans once they live, leave the military, uh, understanding marketing campaigns, right? Like, for example, uh, I think a lot of us out there put, you know, that we're looking to hire veterans, but uh, some veterans and some military members, if they aren't in an active war, don't consider themselves veterans. So understanding where the military, uh, how they think, how they act, how they want to grow and develop. Here's a perfect example. We talk about development and training over and over again. Well, we're talking about a group of individuals who quite literally uh, have come from a team team unity mission-based structure that's always continuing to support their growth whether it's 
know, General Colonel, I know I'm not saying those right in the correct order, but uh, the ranks, right, are important to them. And it's a symbolization of how much work and progress you've had in the military. And so imagine taking someone from that structure and putting them into a uh, even like a brokerage office, right? Where you have two weeks of training and then we never talk to you again. Imagine how frustrating and difficult that would be for someone who has been trained and motivated for the exact opposite structure. Mm -hmm. So it's just really moving to talk to these individuals who at the end of the day, you have to remember, literally put their lives in front of harm's way to just allow us our freedoms and the freedom to do this, freedom of speech, uh, freedom to bear arms, all of those things. So the least that we can do is make sure that when we hire them, that we've given them an opportunity to continue their growth and also understand the hardships, mental hardships that go into it. Um, and even, you know, is your, is your business ready for military families, right? And those who travel often and um, are you hiring military spouses and giving them the correct structure and, and HR, is your HR uh, able to uh, speak on the behalf of veterans? So, a lot of really great stuff was covered. This is not the first and last one. They're going to continue this next year. And I just, uh, it was really moving to see how, uh, how many military members are in this industry and how much more we have to grow and making sure that we're uh, allowing them the atmosphere they need to grow. One of the things that like hit super hard for me when we were talking to you about this, and then we had representation from 10th Street and fast forward on the week before you left was the conversation around you're not truly veteran ready if you can't set up your benefit structure in a way that is supportive to veterans, right? You know, oftentimes veterans come out of their mm -hmm. military service and they need more help and more support specifically around mental health. Yes. And that was something that is like so crucial and should be very much thought of, but oftentimes isn't, right? These companies might not understand that, hey, you need to have a program in place where you can make recommendations for psychiatric help or allow folks to take extra time off if they need mental health, mental health days, et cetera, et cetera. Was there any representation from companies that were helpful with that? Yeah, uh, there was one in particular that had a really great uh, panel called Psych Armor. I think I brought it up on uh, Freightways Now. They literally build those structures and those programs for HR departments and all types of industries. And uh, that company had some really great thoughts on exactly how to improve um, operations for those exact reasons. I mean, even down to like, you know, I think sometimes even people don't understand uh, noises, you know, how sensitive some of these individuals, depending on what they were, where they were placed in their military service. Uh, there was an instance during the, uh, one of the panels where there was uh, a noise that was going off um, from uh, one of the microphones. And there was uh, a veteran in particular that I could see was uh, triggered by it. And, uh, it just makes you think uh, all the warehousing that we have in this industry, even on the road, the different noises that you hear. Uh, there's a lot of uh, mental health issues that these individuals go through. So, yes, I definitely think that something like Psych Armor, and there's a number of different programs out there, uh, HR departments should be fully trained and developed to make sure they're setting up an atmosphere that's appropriate for these individuals as well. Absolutely. So Grace, let's go ahead and move into our top stories of the year for today. This was awesome to have you there. And that's definitely a highlight, I think, of your year. But I think we're going to ping pong back and forth. Let's start off with you. What is one of your top stories that hit FreightWaves.com this year? 
Okay, so I, I, you know what's funny? I didn't even choose any of my own articles <laughs> because I, 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 I just, <laughs> I don't think of myself that huge. But there's a couple of stories that in particular that were big for our site that I think really showcase some really uh, amazing developments here at, at Freightways. The first one, in a round of applause, goes to him as well, came out in June. <laughs> uh, it, it was called Container Shipping. Yeah, container Shipping Data Shows U.S. Demand for Imports is Falling Hard. Henry Byers wrote this. And I don't know if anyone remembers when this came out, but this uh, was huge all over LinkedIn, Twitter, etc., Here's the thing. Look at this date, June, right? We made some huge calls in this article. Henry made some big calls in this article on where exactly demand was going to be forecasting ahead of time months, six months almost, what we're seeing today. And so, you know, it's, we talked about this on the radio yesterday, too. No one wants to be the bearer of bad news. But it's very important that someone brings up a market swing as soon as possible so that companies can, can can prepare themselves for that growth during those seasons. So I in particular wanted to give it just another round of applause to Henry Byers for writing this, the hard work that he had on this, for any pushback that he got on this, uh, jokes on y'all, because uh, it's it just showcases right here why we do what we do at Freightways, why we pair Sonar up with our editorial team to make calls like this, because this one, I just remember a lot of people kind of pushed against it. Well, look at where, where we are today. So congrats to you, Henry, and uh, I was happy to, to choose this one as my first. And you know what? I'm going to call it what it was. People pushed back. People called Henry out. People called Craig out. And there was a lot of kind of social media hate fired back and forth back over the summer for this. I think, you know, I distinctly recall LinkedIn posts being like, Freightwaves is alarmist and, you know, they don't know what they're talking about and all of this. And now we're sitting here six months later and now the historical data is caught up with our forecast data from back in the summer. And we're sitting here being like, hmm, interesting. There's no ships off of the West Coast for the first time in two and a half years. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it... It takes confidence, it takes good data, it takes better data, right, to make sure that this happens and these calls are made. So, like I said, uh, shout out to you, Henry. Kudos to Henry for that. All right, so my (laughs) first story and top stories of the year comes out of FedEx, which they were no stranger to headlines this year. But the one that really, I think, kind of hit our world and the parcel world kind of hard was the fact that in the middle of the, right at the end of Q3 for the normal fiscal year, FedEx, of course, operates on that weird schedule. They pulled their full-year guidance. They withdrew the entire full-year guidance post a massive decline in their operating income. And it was a $500 million shortfall in some of their units. So this story, I think, absolutely signaled kind of the reality of, oh, this company, FedEx, one of the big three parcel carriers that we know, FedEx, UPS, and USPS, is sitting there saying, okay, we're pulling our guidance. We have this massive shortfall. And I think this was the first time that people were seriously like, the threat of not having a true peak season isn't just a threat anymore, right? We're actually seeing this in one of our major major parcel carriers and what's going to happen next. And the other thing about FedEx was a lot of the conversation was with the CEO takeover and the changes in leadership. And if that had anything to do with this guidance poll and with the decline in operating income, I think that's still to be seen. But this was really, really interesting because I think it also gave US, UPS and the Postal Service maybe a little bit of a chance to step up in the parcel world. 
Yeah, 100% agree. I remember Mark working on this too and was like even shocked himself to see this come out. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's another one that showcases, I mean, what about, was it like a month later after that came out? They came out with the furloughs too. Yep. So um, yeah, I don't know why we're talking about peak season anymore. It's clearly a week <laughs> season at this point. Oh, so, I like that. Uh, peak season, more <laughs> like peak season. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Well, we keep saying peak season. I'm like, it's it, but it's not though. So it's like, there you go. The normal peak season is now a week season. All right, Grace, your turn. Top, your second top story of the year. What you think? Oh well, you know, your girl likes some controversy, <laughs> so I said, you know what? Let's double down on it. Let's just keep it going. Uh, there's no why not, right? So new, I'm going into the new year. Might as well just dump it out into 2022. Uh, second one, shout out to Rachel Premack. Truck drivers are facing another bloodbath. Uh, yeah, people get real shook when they see uh, strong verbiage in titles. And uh, I always tell Rachel, I suck at titles, and she's the queen of titles. Yes. So uh, I follow her 100% down that title route. Uh, it got people to read it, right? Uh, and it's got some great information in there, great uh, stories from drivers struggling in this market. And I, she did a wonderful job presenting that and explaining exactly what's happening and how even a number of carriers are moving to back to large uh, carriers as well and uh, our owner operators are moving back to their large carriers. And so uh, kudos to her. Um, uh, if there's anything that I'm really excited to see or, or uh, not surprised, but happy to see happen this last year that had a great impact on Freight Waves, it was Bring On Rachel. And uh, this this story right here, I think, was the first one that showcased to me, okay, this she's going to have a wonderful impact on our audience mm -hmm. and teaching them the honest truth about what's happening in our our industry. Absolutely agreed. And she was on my narrow down list of top guests on Great Quarter Gals as well, which we'll get to in just a second. My second top story of the year is one that is still currently in development. And you want to talk about good reporting on this. Alan Adler, our Detroit Bureau Chief, has been on top of the drama at Too Simple really since it started. And it has kind of been this massive back and forth. We just saw them in the news last week, losing their partnership with Navistar. And this one is really interesting to me because Too Simple for the longest time was really leading the charge in the autonomy space, right? They had their driver out software. It was readily being tested and used in Texas and along I-10. And then all of a sudden, this drama across the boardroom happens. Of course, they are run by Two Simple Holdings, which is based out of China. And there is just some back and forth along their boardroom. Chung Lu was in, and then he was out, and then he was back in, and then there was a shakeup here. And as of today, their share price was down to $1.53. And they are now facing furloughs and layoffs as well, moving into the new year. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens to what was one of the top players in autonomy, if it's going to be kind of the downfall of them, because we all know what happens to a stock on the NASDAQ when you get into those single digits or get below a dollar. You don't survive very long. Yeah, not very long at all. And I'm sure Ellen's going to enjoy writing about that too. And uh uh, yeah, Alan's had one heck of a mm -hmm. year, am I right? She's uh, it's a lot of uh, players within that space that he's got to just time with, with a lot of drama behind mm -hmm. it. So uh, interesting to see if we see more of that into 2023 as well. That's not one of my hot takes. Maybe it's just <laughs> one I just added. But uh, no, it's Alan's on top of that beat for sure. And uh, another great team member, right? Mm -hmm. On our editorial team. Absolutely. So we each have one more. We only got, we only have 10 minutes left and we've got to get through top guests and hot takes. So let's, let's make these, no. let's make these last two quick. Grace, what's your third one? 
So the last one is women-focused, just like the show. Uh, Women of Trucking criticized the FMCSA crime study. And the one thing I'll point out on here, and I think it's very important just for society in itself and for leaders across the space to understand, is the verbiage that's used in these surveys to really figure out the crime that's happening behind the scenes. I'll quote uh, Kellyanne McLaughlin, a former Schneider National truck driver. She's a big member of women in trucking as well. I was one of the 200 women who responded that had received multiple harassment issues. I'm constantly surprised by low numbers of respondents in surveys that are supposed to represent us. We know that when it comes to rape or harassment, it's most often not reported because it's difficult and often not well received. But I don't know a single woman driver that has not encountered some sort of harassment. Mm. Just because you haven't heard about it at your company does not mean it's not happening. So I just really love this article and I love that they attacked it and, and said exactly what's on a lot of women's minds or just because it's not in the study does not mean it's happening behind the scenes. Absolutely. The, like the most crucial point coming out of that study, just because you don't see it or hear about it does not mean that it doesn't happen and you can't ignore it and if you think that it doesn't. Exactly, Grace. So I love that as well. Great stuff came out of Women in Trucking this year, and it was great to see them stand up and be critical for that as well. My final story of the year comes to us way back in the late spring, early summer, following the end of the first quarter of the year. Target earnings fall short as supply chain struggles persist. Now, this was back to finish off Q1 of 2022, but I think this one highlighted kind of the most interesting thing coming out of Target, right? You saw them be super successful as a big box retailer. People still go to shopping place during the pandemic through 2021. They made massive investments and improvements in their in-house stores themselves. They made massive in-house improvements through partnerships like Shopify and Shipt to really work and deliver that e-com product. And then you saw their executives come out and say, we didn't know transportation spend was going to be as expensive as it was. I read that article and I was like, what do you mean you didn't know that transportation spend was going to be that expensive? <laughs> as if there was not historical data and real-time data and analysts and people calling out saying, hey, you know what? Expect your transportation spend to be huge. So that was just like baffling to me and very much a sign of things to come that this happened in Q1 for them. It almost should have been kind of a sign of, I would think, that waning consumer demand for them to have a shortfall in Q1, despite people still loving to shop at Target. I think it should have been a sign of things to come. Yeah. Uh, Target, do better. You know, you saw spending less at that dollar section. You saw it coming. Like, yeah. You saw all these signs. And so like, <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, I was a little cop out there. But hey, we heard it from everyone. Supply chain problems. It's everywhere. And uh, it's our... It's our fault, I guess. Right. <laughs> All right, Grace, let's move right into top three guests of the year. Give them to me. Number three, number two, number one. All right. So number three, I have Grace Maher, who I call Grace number one in this industry. I am Grace number two to her. She's the chief operating officer at OTR Now Solutions. And we focused on their D&E and I initiatives. She is an absolutely amazing rock star when it comes to bringing in audience members and listeners and, uh, of course, trucking companies that people don't normally see on their screens. She's awesome. Second is actually a mix. Actually, I'm going to drop Cassandra. She's off of here. <laughs> Women, uh, Women's History Month episode with LaQuinta Jacobs and Cassandra made a little appearance as well. LaQuinta Jacobs is a hero of ours. Great guest. We've had her on the show multiple times. Can't excited to have her on the show next year too. Third, Heather Chistani, CEO of Intelligent Audit. 
importance of freight auditing is what we covered. But uh, personally for her, she took over the business from her father and we all know the criticisms that could possibly come with that. She is a BA in this industry, does not care and is leading the auditing uh, freight solutions market like uh, no woman I've ever seen. So shout out to Heather as well. Love that. Those were all definitely highlight guests for me. And I love that we picked three completely different women because I really thought that we were going to overlap, overlap yeah. on some of these. So my number one, Kendra Phillips, who went from Ryder, made the transition of CTO at Ryder over to Aurora Innovations in the autonomy space this year. She is so freaking smart. And to see her make that transition from yeah. Ryder into the autonomy space and do huge things at Aurora is absolutely top-notch. Number two on my list, Robin Hutchison, who is the administrator and now confirmed administrator of FMCSA. We fought so hard to get her on. <laughs> I met her in person at the Women in Trucking Expo back in Dallas in uh, yes. November. She was great. She straight up told me, she goes, how do I get invited to a Freight Waves event? Like, how do I attend? And I was like, you can just show up as director of- yeah, as literally just show literally up. Literally administrator <laughs> of the FMCSA, roll up to Freight Waves event like- I'm walking you inside and being like, back up. It's Robin Hutchison. She doesn't even like have a question of being here. And of course, our top guest, my number one, is now president of JV Hunt, Shelly Simpson. We talk about her all the time, but our show live from Northwest Arkansas for Future of Supply Chain just absolutely took the cake this year. Grace, I think it had to do with your bedazzled hat. I think it had to do with the atmosphere of being an in-person Freight Waves event for the first time. It was awesome. And then Shelly, of course, took over as president of J.B. Hunt in the fall of this year. Amazing accomplishments from her. J.B. Hunt did huge things this year as well. So she definitely tops my list. Yeah, the only reason I didn't put her on there is because I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. Okay. We have four and a half minutes to get through hot takes. I know I said let's do three each, but like maybe let's cut it to two hot takes each. That way we can get through. Give me your first one. Uh, my first one is, uh, this came up on the radio show last week, and I stand to it. Next year, uh, shippers will want and will uh, take no excuses for instant pricing tools from their logistics uh, uh, providers. Uh, no more sending over load lists. No more asking for spot quotes. We're seeing it right now. The contract market is huge. I want to know what the price is. I want to know what the price is now. And if I can find it out on Expedia and every other industry in the whole wide world, I don't know why I'm sending you an email asking for a quote and getting an answer in more than five minutes. Ooh. So anyone out there who doesn't have an instant pricing tool or something on their website that allows someone to get a quote instantaneously, you should have done started that yesterday, and uh, you need to catch up uh, at pronto. Uh, hire CTOs, hire CIO, get your data ready to go, because it's a data world, baby. And if you don't have that instant pricing, you're going to be left behind. That is a great hot take. I love that, Grace. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. All right. My first hot take actually comes out of our episode from three weeks ago. And I'm going to say that dispatching in 2023 is going to become the most, one of the most desirable entry-level jobs into this industry. I think, as we mentioned in our episode three weeks ago, that oftentimes dispatchers have a lot of negative stereotypes against them. But I really see that that's going to change this year coming forward, not only with the advocacy going on for dispatching, but with also now some of the government regulation coming out and getting it to be not necessarily seen as so much as like a middleman practice. It is now a great way to enter, to make substantial money in the industry and really make your name in trucking dispatchers have mad respect from myself. And I think that they are going to get the respect they absolutely deserve from the industry this year. 
Uh, love that take. Agree with that take. And I think uh, that redefining of the dispatcher is going to help with that uh, tenfold as well. All right. Two minutes left. Give me your last hot take. We have $755 million going through, I believe, the House or Senate right now. And I would like to see women take over the responsibility of getting their hands on that money and getting it placed where it needs to get placed. Uh, everyone knows that if you can get yourself a, a female or minority-owned business, you're going to have a leg up. And if women of all people need these parking spots more than ever, Ingrid was like blowing my mind the other day on different things that these parking locations need to have. I want to see women take charge of that. I want to see them jump on those grants. And I want to see them start putting all of these locations, making sure they're ready to go, that they're safe, that they have good bathrooms, that they have everything that needs to be done. Uh, so that's, it's not really a take. It's a prediction that I hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And that's, that's another good prediction. My final hot take of the year, I think that we are going to see a congressional intervention in the ILWU negotiations on the West Coast before it gets anything close to like what happened with the rail negotiations this year. I think that now we saw the potential disruptions from a rail labor strike and people are going to be way too afraid for what that would mean if the West Coast port strike, even though they're not nearly as busy as they were this time last year, But I think that that fear is going to lead to direct congressional intervention before anything can happen. And knowing how labor forward the administration is, it's really going to benefit the workers. Yeah, I think 2023 is going to be the year of the labor, Mm -hmm. that's for sure. Will they win? I don't know, but it'll be the topic of discussion. Absolutely. Well, Well, Grace, that does it for this episode and that does it for our show this year. I've had an absolute blast doing this with you, coming from a passion project into this full-fledged podcast. And I'm so looking forward to next year with you. Me too. It's been an absolute blast. I hope that you have a great rest of your year and uh, 2023 is going to be another great year for great quarter gals. That's for sure. Absolutely. We are taking guest lists. So if you want to be on the podcast, if one of your friends wants to be on the show, shoot us a note. We are so happy that you guys stuck with us this year. Have a happy holiday and we'll see you in January.